Welcome to the first podcast in a series brought to you by the Growing Matters Coalition, Be Sure, and their annual stewardship campaign. I'm Matt Lowell with GIE Media, joined today by Katie Savinelli. She's the stewardship team and pollinator lead with Syngenta, also an entomologist. She'll be on today to highlight the importance of protecting pollinators and other wildlife. Katie, how are you doing? What's going on? I am doing great, and let me just give you one short story. You know, I live in North Carolina, and we saw a monarch butterfly on our property today, so we're super excited, and it gets me more inspired about pollinators and all the other great insects out there. There are so many great monarch butterfly stories and and monarch butterfly cultivation projects out there right now. It's very exciting to see them at any point in time. What was that like? Was Was that on your property? Was that near your home? I was actually on my property. We plant a lot of flowers for bees and butterflies, and sure enough, one showed up today along with a uh, yellowtail swallowtail, so we we're kind of super excited. It was on Joe Pie weed, and we also have some other flowers that they like as well. Are you near the Triangle in North Carolina? No, I'm actually in the Piedmont in the center part of the state. Okay, so you're a vinegar base on your barbecue, correct? Of course. Good. Very <laughs> of course. Good. Diving into protecting pollinators, protecting other wildlife, monarch butterflies, the first one mentioned on this podcast, that they are far from the only ones. There are honeybees, there are insect pollinators, and for listeners who may not have dived in as much on the importance of pollinators, what can you say to them about what honeybees and and pollinators do to the ecosystem and the environment? What can they provide? Well, if you really like to eat fresh fruits and vegetables, pollinators are really important. And honeybees are the, one of the pollinators that everyone knows, but there's also a lot of other insect pollinators, such as flies, beetles, etc. And these pollinators will provide um, pollination service to millions of acres of fruit, nuts, vegetables, and flowers. And for me personally, as well as, you know, working for Syngenta, it's really important that um, pesticides are used properly so that way we can control the pests, insects, but at the same time also protect the pollinators. And proper pesticide use is key here, just like in in most outdoor projects, but especially key here, right? Correct. And along with proper pesticide use, it's really about good stewardship. And when we talk about good stewardship, it's really about understanding what the product does, understanding how to use it, and understanding, you know, how to properly use it. What are some of the keys that you would pass along to lawn care professionals, to golf course superintendents, other turf pros about some of that proper use, Katie? Well, proper use starts with reading the label. I mean, that's really the basis. And these labels have a lot of good information. In addition to that, we also have stewardship guides that can be used. And the the stewardship really gives you um, some best management practices in addition to the label, just things like wondering about whether or not you need buffers, whether or not you need things like, you know, watching where the wind speed is, what the wind is that day. So it's really important to read the label and follow the label and also look at the proper timing and rates because timing and rates really are important in terms of controlling the insect pests as well as helping the pollinators. There are so many stories about honeybees dying out and and we read these really truly frightening stories about extinction. What are some of the drivers of pollinator decline, would you say? Um, I think one of the biggest drivers for pollinator decline is lack of forage. 
which is food and also habitat. And so when you think about golf courses, it's really important to think about those areas in the golf course that are not in play that can be turned into pollinator habitat. And so that's a really good program that, you know, Syngenta has Operation Pollinator that we work with golf courses. We also work with the Audubon Society who have monarchs in the rough. So they're trying to establish habitat for the monarch butterfly. So Everyone can do it, especially if you have land that's not being used for golf. And I believe that Monarchs in the Rough program just surpassed 1,000 acres and counting, which is just spectacular. Yeah, I think, I think you're, yeah, you're right. And, and Syngenta is one of the supporters of that. We, we got on early because we thought this was a really good program. It's a little easier for golf course superintendents and, and pros in that area to find those out-of-play areas, whether it's woodlands or just rough, what would you suggest to lawn care professionals? Is there any way to kind of work within that ecosystem? Well, you know, there's a lot of good recommendations for lawn care when it comes to pollinators. And, you know, you don't typically think of lawn care needing pollinator protection because it's grass and you don't typically see pollinators on grass. But oftentimes you have things like dandelions and other weeds that are growing out there and so one of the recommendations we have is to mow the the grass before you make an insecticide application really simple really easy to use and it will certainly help save some of the pollinators literally just take the mower to it you're that's one big step (laughs) and who doesn't like mowing i mean i have a small yard i don't mind it we've had a lot of rain lately so i haven't mowed much well be careful the next time you mow okay absolutely you mentioned a couple minutes ago, Katie, that who doesn't like to eat fruits and other great whole foods, but what are some of the other benefits, some of the other environmental benefits with the cultivation of pollinators? Well, I'm going to take a step back and um, just talk about all insects in general. And um, when I teach classes, I always say, you know, what are insects afraid of? And the answer is everything, because if you think about it, insects are the food base for birds, fish, other insects, mam- other mammals, etc. And so really preserving not only the pollinators but also other insects, because when you're doing a lot of this habitat, you're preserving other insects, we're actually helping the entire ecosystem because they're such an important food source. Makes sense. If I were an insect, I feel like I would be just frightened on a daily basis. Well, if you lived in my house, you would be happy to be an insect because <laughs> we, do, we go out of our way to provide lots of different places for them to survive. And, you know, we really try to, you know, manage accordingly and not try to um, harm every insect that's out there. And you've created an insect paradise, but what are, what are some areas that other homeowners or renters, for that matter, can do to protect pollinators, would you say? Yeah, I think everyone can do something to protect pollinators. So let's say you live in an apartment and you don't have yard space. You can easily grow flowers in a pot. That's a good way to start. If you do own a lawn, you can set aside some of the areas for growing flowers. Um, We also have some area, because we live in a wooded acres, where we have um, areas where we put old sticks and everything, because that's really good habitat for a lot of bumblebees. So there's a lot of different things you can do. Um, You can go on, um, you know, you can go online to the... uh, pollinator protection website and they have a lot of good suggestions so i think everyone can do it but can help um, the pollinators as well as the other insects and whether it's homeowners or turf pros industry pros what sort of stewardship guidelines do you suggest 
Yeah, I think the important thing is to understand what's a good bug and what's a not a not a good bug. So a pest, because a lot of times people think that all bugs are bad. And so I think number one, understanding what will actually cause damage to your property versus something that you're trying to um, keep around. So for instance. With monarch butterflies, the caterpillars will eat the milkweed. So if you're growing milkweed, you can't expect not to have that destroyed by the monarch butterflies, but that's actually a good thing. But at the same time, you have to recognize, you know, what's, what's actually um, helpful versus what's harmful. What are some of the other helpful insects out there, like honeybees? Fantastic. Wasps, please get them away from my house. Yeah, but wasps are a good food source, don't forget. Okay. Well, no, but I was thinking, sorry, I think mosquitoes. Wasps are actually really good predators. Um, yeah, wasps are, you know, when you see yellow jackets and everything, they tend to be more looking for meat things. So so they're actually really good predators. I didn't know that. But, pe- but people don't necessarily like them. And if you are allergic, you need to be careful. But at the same time, yeah, wasps are very good, you know, because they're collecting other insects and then they feed them to their young. In terms of any other guidelines for folks out there, you'd mentioned earlier making sure you read the labels on everything you're working with, uh, and that applies to everybody, professional or homeowner, and other regulations. Is there any other set of guidelines that you advise folks to follow, whether that's even coming down to just a term in the news, PPE, personal protective equipment? For sure. Um, Hopefully... The products that are being used by homeowners don't need personal protection equipment. However, as I mentioned before, you should read the label. Probably one of the basic personal protection equipment that would be needed are gloves. And also make sure that you're diluting the product properly because sometimes people think a little's good, a lot is better. That's not the case. Um, we've designed these labels with lots of different studies in the background, and we want to make sure that people are using the correct rate. Is there anything else that again, across the board, lawn care pros, golf course maintenance pros, homeowners, regular, just everyday folks, anything else that they should know about cultivating pollinators and about just keeping them around for great purposes? Yeah, I think um, if you go and shop at a home and garden store, go and talk to the people there. They can recommend some things that are good for pollinators. Um, If you don't know, you can also go to your county extension office. They often have a lot of people that are specialists that can recommend what to do for pollinators. And the other thing I would really say is do not be afraid because a lot of people, well, I can't do this, I can't do that. They get a little bit overwhelmed by all the details. Just, you know, start, experiment, see what works, see what doesn't work. And then over time, you'll be, um, you know, become an expert. You can teach yourself a green thumb, is what you're saying. You don't have to be born with one. I Well, I think so. I don't know. I, I grew up um, loving all this stuff, so it's hard for me to, to say. But, yeah, I think you can teach yourself. Katie Savinelli, stewardship team and pollinator lead with Syngenta, also a trained entomologist. I don't think we mentioned this at the top, but you have degrees from both NC State and Penn State universities. That's a high achiever there. I also went to Gettysburg College, so we oh forgot. Gosh. I have three degrees. I have three degrees. <laughs> so, if you're interested in pollinator stewardship and proper use of pesticides, I, along with two of my colleagues, one from North Carolina as well as another one from Oregon, will be talking about pollinator stewardship and um, the proper use of pesticides. The EPA is hosting a webinar on August 18th. It's in the afternoon. Um, you can go onto the EPA website and type in EPA um, webinar and pollinator stewardship. I think it's going to have a lot of good information, a lot of really good tips, you know, beyond what we talked about today. So I would encourage you and your audience 
to go and um, participate in that. Thank you. I look forward to sitting in on that one. That one sounds like a lot of fun. And make sure for further information to visit www.growingmatters.org. Thank you. Thank you.